Time for the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Tanner Hoops with you. Thanks for being with us. We'll start off talking Westwood girls basketball with head coach Kurt Corker and his team wrapping up the regular season with a win at Kingsford last night to finish 19-1 and entering the districts. Coach, nice win over Kingsford last night, a team that normally you've seen at the beginning of the year. Kind of like playing them at the end. It was a good little test for your team to get you ready for districts. Yeah, um, looking at Kingsford's, Kingsford's scores and their record, I think they were, they were about 12-7 and, and seven on the year. Um, they, com- they competed with a lot of teams. They beat some real good teams. Uh, but then also you look at some of those scores, and um, they were a little bit misleading. Um, but in, in really I didn't see film on all of them. So, so we didn't really know exactly what to expect going in other than we knew they'd be athletic, and, and they've got a, an excellent point guard in Brooke Kriegel. Uh, I thought Maddie – Maddie did a just a phenomenal job, kind of keeping her in check last night. Uh, Brooke is is incredibly fast. I think that was even after the game. Maddie kind of took a big sigh of relief and um, admitted that that was probably the toughest toughest defensive assignment she's had all year. Well, coach, you were back and forth with them early on, led thirteen to ten after a quarter, and then you went on a twelve nothing run in the second, led by as many as fourteen in the first half. What'd you guys do that got you on that run? I thought we just had a real good ball movement against their zone, um, and to be honest, we uh, there was kind of a lid on the basket. We went we went cold a couple of times. Um, I thought when we went up 14, uh, we had some real good looks, uh, and we just couldn't make a layup to save our life, and um, that was kind of our chance to blow the lid off, um, and we just couldn't quite do it, and so we went in at halftime. Um, maybe up nine or so when I really thought we'd played good enough to be up 20 um, if it had it not just been for that little bit of misfortune and just kind of going cold there for a couple of minutes uh, near the end of the second quarter. Well, Coach, uh, Kingsford got on a run of their own. They went on a 14-2 run in the second half to get within one possession on multiple occasions, but your team always seemed to have the big answer, the big shot to shut down their momentum. Maddie canned a couple of trays in the final minute of the third quarter, put you up 39-33 after three. Tell me about your team's defensive effort to really clamp down when you needed to. Yeah, you know, one of our goals, just like it is with everybody, um, they talk about the first three minutes of the second half, and uh, Kingsford ended up, they got, they got an and one, they got a couple of buckets, and we just couldn't answer. Um, I thought we were getting real good looks. I thought, again, our ball movement was, was probably the best it's been all year long, um, but the shots just weren't falling while they made that run. So credit, credit, their, credit their defense, credit their athletes to that for sure, um, but I, just, I thought those were makeable, high-quality shots uh, that just allowed them to make that 14 to 2 run or whatever it was but um you know when you've got when you're playing a zone and you've got the shooters that we do um you know it's it's only a matter of time before we hit a couple of those big ones so um you know Maddie coming through for us again uh hitting hitting some some huge shots and it was really we were talking in a timeout uh shooters shooters like getting kickouts from inside the lane rather than uh, kind of when it gets swung around the around the horn, it's just you're just at a little you're at a better you get to step into your shot when it's a kick out. So we were working on getting the ball into the high post and the low post, um, and then when they would collapse, we'd kick it out to the shooters, and that's actually exactly how Maddie hit two of those threes. It was just a r- real nice kick out. She had her feet set, had her hands set, um, and it was uh, it was just a matter of good ball movement and and, and playing heads up basketball. Um, 
So again, yeah, you know, Maddie, Maddie pulls us out of a out of a hole and kind of comes and saves the day. Now, Maddie finished with 24 points last night. Tessa had 15. I thought both their younger sisters had phenomenal games as well. Tessa's sister Mallory did a lot of nice things for you. Jillian had a couple of nice threes. But that freshman class you have, Coach, three of them pulled up in the varsity. They all play regularly, and yeah, they can really contribute. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's nice. Uh, it's kind of like feels like a cheat code in a video game sometimes. Um, but we are. They they played great. You know, Jillian been struggling a little bit. Her confidence was was shook a little bit, and um, last night was 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 perfect opportunity for her. It's it's hard when you have an older sister as talented as, as Maddie is. Um, you know, those expectations are a little bit higher, and um, you know, Jillian started a lot of games for us, and um, we had to make a switch. And you know, the bench can be a real good teacher. Um, it's, uh, it humbles you and uh, makes you makes you work a little bit harder, and I think that's what happened with Jillian. Um, and it was it was wonderful to see her come out and hit that three in the second quarter, and then hit another big one. It was either in the third or the fourth. I don't remember exactly, um, but just kind of see her see her smiling again and see that confidence come back. And um, and Mallory, uh, just about every game I put her in, and um, it's not junk time at all. It's real quality minutes. Um, and she always manages to hit a, a three or a one or two threes for us. Um, and so, it, no, it, it is fan, fantastic. And then Natalie obviously speaks for herself ever since she's been up. Um, so to be getting quality quality time from, from three freshmen uh, at the end of a 19-1 and season is, is, is just obviously uplifting and uh, looks good for the future. Well, Coach, your junior varsity team caps off the season with a 42-32 win at Kingsford last night. You mentioned looking ahead to the future. If you could, speak to the JV and what they did this year. Yeah, well, it's it, it's funny. I mean, we here I com- we complain about going through adversity all the time, but being a JV team, you're getting your players stolen from you all the time throughout the year. Um, in this JV team we had, they uh, right off the bat, they lost Jillian Koski, their point guard. Uh, she never had an opportunity to even practice with them. And then a um, little, little more than halfway through the season, we, we took uh, lease and then, and then profit. And for them to still come out and finish a season with 13 wins in a real competitive league um, just speaks volumes. And uh, even last night, their, their point, our point guard was, um, was downstate following her brother, uh, who was in the state finals at Ford Field. So we, they didn't have their, their – they didn't have their point guard last night, um, and they were still managed to uh, to beat a, a Kingsford squad. Uh, Caitlin Williams, a freshman, she had a career high 17 points last night. Um, it's just great to see. It's great to see these girls when when those three freshmen have were playing with them all of these years. It was it was Koski, Lease, and Profit. It was their team. They did all the scoring. They did everything, and for them to lose those three and have to finally step up into the spotlight and and win basketball games on their own, um, it, that's great because they didn't they didn't have that confidence. They always relied on those the big three, and once those guys were gone, they still managed to pull out a conference championship. It's, it's very proud of those girls and their coach. Well, Coach, nineteen and one conference champions yourselves. A really fun regular season. And now you hit the reset button. You've got Nagani coming up, a highly anticipated district first-round game on Monday. Tell me about the mental aspect of transitioning to the second season. Well, it's, 
it's fun. It's nerve wracking. You know, all year long, you you, you <laughs> we coaches put the spin on it. You know, oh, we're not looking ahead. We're not looking ahead, and um, we're not thinking about districts yet. We got the, the task at hand, right? Well, here here we are. This is what we've been this is what we've been talking about all year. So all of the focus shifts to Nagani, um, putting all of our eggs in one basket, and we are going to um, be trying to be prepared for everything. I know last year we we um, kind of hit Nagani uh, unexpected with a, with a different type of zone than we played all year. So uh, you try to leave no no stone unturned and be prepared for whether it's a zone press, man-to-man press, half-court presses, half-court traps. Every, you want to be prepared for everything. Uh, triangle and twos, that boxes and box and ones. So um, we just will spend the next couple of days uh, going over everything um, that we do well because you can't forget. I mean, we're 19 and one. We got to continue to do what what we do well and what got us here in the first place. But also just be prepared for any sorts of wrinkles that we're going to see. Um, you know, this is where this is why we make the big bucks right here. This is this is March Madness. This is fun and a um, little nerve wracking at the same time. Not going to lie. Well, Coach, uh, I know that around Marquette County, there's not a lot of turnover among coaches, and you all get to know each other pretty well, your styles and what have you, but does Brandon tend to do that a little bit, throw in a wrinkle maybe, keep his playbook dynamic? Well, he hasn't had to in the past. So Coach Sager has had just fantastic basketball players, and um, so this this is it's, it's the guessing game is really what it is. Um, he's he's always been the top dog and it's a little bit different this year uh, for us kind of being at the top being what you might call the favorites I guess um, but even though we even though we did split the regular season um, so I don't know but that's the guessing game that's the that's the part of it that we're just going to be prepared and like I said leave leave no stone unturned well, Coach, lastly, all-conference honors come out yesterday. Your team well-represented, Tessa Player of the Year and Offensive Player of the Year. Maddie gets on Dream Team, Carly Patron, a first-teamer, Ellie Miller, honorable mention. You get Coach of the Year. Congratulations on all your accomplishments this season. But tell me what that means to you and to your program. Oh, it just, it, 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 it's the fruits of our labor, right? These girls deserve it, man. Um, I, I know there's girls all over the state that put in a lot of time, but uh, you'll be hard pressed to find anybody that that works harder than these girls. Um, we 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 expect a lot out of them um, as a program, as a coach. I demand, um, you know, it's a 12, 12 month season, really. Um, whether we're working out or going to team camps, or uh, you know, whether or we're, whether we're in the grind of the season right now, um, they uh, I'm, I'm really proud of these girls. Been watching them for years, uh, come up through the ranks, and. Um, you know, for years I've been waiting for this right now, so I'm trying to enjoy it as it happens um, because these these girls aren't going to last forever and they're going to be graduated and gone before we know it and um, we'll be looking back on these fond memories. So um, I, I, I think I think it's they're very well deserved. You know, Maddie and Tessa could be both, they could be co-player of the year, to be honest with you. Um, they're, they're both just such a huge part of this program and building up our younger our younger kids so our younger kids all want to be like like they are you know it's just um it's uh we've, we've got a really good program running right now uh, top to bottom and it's really because of these hard the hard work 
the dedication, the sacrifice that these girls all put into it 12 months out of the year. Coach Kirk Corcoran, Westwood girls basketball is team 19-1, and set to open the regular season Monday against Nagani. Appreciate the time as always, Kirk. All the best, and we'll talk again before Monday. All right, man, thanks. We'll take a timeout. More after this on ESPN-UP. Crystal clear trout streams, pristine forest, and a sky so blue it hurts the eyes. We make our home in the most beautiful part of Michigan. We're Embers Credit Union. We cherish the abundance of lakes, the sound of fresh snow underfoot, waves crashing on the shore, and the crackle of an evening campfire. We also cherish the dreams and aspirations of the people who give the UP its unique character. Embers Credit Union is dedicated to fueling the passions of our members and the communities we serve. We see a world of potential in our neighbors, and we're here to provide personalized guidance, solid financial advice, and solutions to get them to the next level. What's your passion? A new home, a better vehicle, or seeing America in an RV? Together, we'll get there. Straight talk banking that matches your way of life. Let's live it up. Embers Credit Union, offices of Marquette and Nagani, and embers.org. Member NCUA, an equal housing lender. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk with Gwen Mildtowner, boys basketball coach Jim Finkbeiner, as his team gets set to play for a district championship tonight, Nagani. Coach, congrats on a successful run in the tournament so far. I know your team has got a deceiving record. As talented as your guys are, you've dealt with a lot of things, whether it's health, what have you. How refreshing was it for you to set the reset button and take advantage of the second season? Well, that's exactly what you know. I think we kind of did is uh... – you know, there's all kinds of things that come up during the season, like you mentioned before, whether it's, um, you know, injuries, the, the flu bug, whatever it happens to be, and you kind of have to work your way through those things. And, you know, we've been competitive for the most part throughout the year. You know, talked a lot about different shows with you about just the consistency of being able to play four quarters, um, and that's what has really hurt us in some of those games where we were real competitive. Um, and... Coming down the stretch here, I thought we started to play much more consistent basketball, started to execute a little bit better, and kids got a little taste, you know, of what it feels like to play that four quarters. And, you know, I guess the biggest thing is that you always, as a coach, you want to be playing some of your best basketball coming down the stretch and at the end of the season going into the playoffs, and I think that's where we're at right now. Well, Coach, let's go through the postseason trail for you. Started Monday night at Bark River Harris, a game that really never seemed to be in doubt. I mean, the Broncos hung around there within striking distance at halftime, but really your team was able to keep them at arm's length and pull away for a 67-44 win. Yeah, uh, I thought, you know, that we really came out with a lot of energy um, in a very loud place, full place, um, great crowd down there for Park River, they, they really get kids, people to come out and watch the game. and um, But I thought we reacted real well to it, and we got off to a really good start. As much as we were up 19-4 to after the first, I think it was more our defense than our offense. I mean, we took advantage of opportunities to score, and, and you know we got some good looks and knocked them down. Um, but I think our defense um, intensity and how well we played against them was the biggest factor in that first quarter, getting us on a, on a really good stretch. Uh, I thought we contested the shots they did get, um, and we put a lot of pressure on, on maybe that they weren't expecting. So I thought the defensive uh, for us on the Bark River game was definitely the, the turning point. Well, Bark River started making some second-quarter adjustments. They got within striking distance around halftime. What you guys do at address during the break to get yourself in a position to pull away in the second half? 
Well, you know, the third quarter has been one of those quarters that have been tough for us all year long. And, you know, like I said, coming into it, into that game, the last uh, three games there, we I thought we'd play pretty well in the third quarter, especially. You know, we talked about a little bit about, you know, just making sure we come out in energy. You know, we're in their place, their crowd, they're going to get behind them. Um, and you can expect them to make a little bit of a run. And how we respond to that run is really going to make the difference in the game. And they, they, they did come out, they cut it down a little bit, but then, you know, we got going again. Um, continue to work the basketball, got some good shots, and that ended up being a 22-21 quarter, you know, with us winning by one point. So, um, you know, as much as uh, they made some runs, we were able to match their intensity. We were able to match that energy and, you know, actually win the quarter. So that was a big quarter. And then, you know, that just kind of sealed that fourth quarter run for us that that got us that big 20-point lead. Well, Coach, you got an extra home game out of it as you got to welcome Ishpeming on Wednesday night. And a great battle with them always seems to be your team comes away with a 59-55 win. Take me inside that game. Well, like you just said, I mean, we've had the two games this year and, you know, historically over the last several years that, that we've just had a lot of close games with Ishpeming. Um, you know, a two-point game, uh, the first game with them this year, the second game was a three-point game. Um, so I didn't expect anything different, but I, but you know, the, once again, the, the game started out the same way, 9-6 after the first quarter, five-point lead at halftime, um, you know, and, and both teams, you know, we get a little bit of a lead, they'd make a run back, uh, we'd get a little bit of a lead, they'd make a run back, and, and got it to five points at halftime. Once again, we talked about the importance of that third quarter, getting off to a good start, making sure we match energy, you know, knowing that, you know, they're going to come out and, and try to get that lead back quickly, um. I thought the third quarter was probably, once again, one of those turning points. Um, they came out in that first couple of minutes of that third quarter and got the lead, took the lead away from us on you know a couple of really nice plays. Uh, we got down one. Uh, it was you know real important for us to make sure that, that we stopped. So called call the timeout. And it wasn't about making adjustments uh, or anything else. It was basically just telling the kids, listen, you know, settle down. And, you know, they made their run. That's it. No more run for them. And, you know, the kids responded. We came out and went on an 11-0 run for ourselves, uh, took our lead back um, so that we went into the end of the third quarter, beginning the fourth with a six-point lead. Yeah, Coach, you had the lead for most of the second half, but Ishpeming wouldn't go away, and they get within three in the final two minutes of the game. What about your team's mental toughness to be able to grit out a win like that? Is that something they could have done maybe two years ago, even last year? Yeah. No, I. you know, I think – this year, if nothing else, you know, like I said, I've been real happy. You know, no, our record isn't exactly what we want, but our competitive nature has really jumped up. Um, you know, we still have things to fix, but I think we took some, you know, big steps forward, being a little bit more mentally tough as the year went on, especially at the end here. I, I thought we played with a lot of grit. And, you know, in this game, exactly, you know, you almost had to know that, that you know, they're, two of their big players, uh, Yogi and Sunberg, they're seniors. They're not going to go out. You know, on a whimper, they're going to go out and really work hard, um, trying to get that take that back away from us again. And, and they did. We held um, we held Gavin Sunberg to four points until the fourth quarter, and you know he went off and got 12 points in that that fourth quarter. You know, Darius had only had a couple of buckets, and in that second half, he played really big for them. So, and that's what you expect out of seniors. You know, they did too. Um, made a nice run, and you know, Jacob Kugler, he had three threes in that fourth quarter. He hadn't hit one all game, and he buries three in the fourth quarter. So. Those are that's some adversity, you know. They're coming back and working real hard to get that lead. Um, but I thought, you know, we've talked a lot about free throws throughout the year, and we weren't the best free throw shooting team, especially the first half of the season. Um, but we ended up going 
in the fourth quarter, you know, our two seniors step up. Austin Forbes goes six for six uh, in the fourth quarter, and Tucker Taylor goes five for five in the second quarter, or is in the fourth quarter, excuse me. Um, so, you know, that that's just huge, you know. In a, in a close game, especially in playoffs, free throws become a big part of the game, and, you know, we were able to knock free throws down when we needed to. Talking with Jim Finkbeiner, head boys basketball coach at Gwynn. His team's set to play for the district title tonight. And, Coach, before we look at Nagani and preview that matchup, you mentioned your two seniors, Tucker and Austin, both of them members of the 1,000 Career Point Club. We hadn't talked since Austin joined it in Manistique, but tell me about this accomplishment for him. Well, once again, you know, it, it takes uh, 1,000 points in a, in a career is, is nothing to scoff about. That's a, that's a huge accomplishment, um, you know, for Austin especially this year, I think um, him dealing with the ACL tear um, and deciding to gut it out and play basketball, uh, first of all, and then uh, with him to get to that 1,000-point plateau, that's, that's quite an accomplishment. You know, and the funniest thing is, is that, you know, when he hit that shot in Manistique and he got his 1,000 points, and, you know, after the game we talked uh, just real briefly about it, and he said, you know, you know, it feels really good to get that 1,000 points, but I, you know, at this point he said, I just want to win. And that's kind of the... The, the attitude right now of all these guys, you know, they just want to win games. That's all that's important to them. They just want to continue to play. They're seniors, uh, and you know, sometimes it takes a little bit before you kind of that settles in that you know this this is all going to come to an end at some point. And for these these guys, you know, they're really looking to find ways to win games right now. They don't want it to end. So, uh, great accomplishment for him. Great ac- accomplishment for Tucker, um, and you know, they'll never forget those things. Well, Coach, you get set to take on Nagani, a team that you've seen twice already this season. First a 15-point loss and then a 6-point loss. You go to their place playing for the district title tonight. Tell me about the Miners and what they're going to bring to the table. Well, you know, they, they bring that just that type of game that is so disciplined. You know, they execute their stuff. They're going to be well-coached, um, you know, on what we do, so... I think it's going to be really, really important that we're real disciplined in what we what we want to do in terms of a game plan. Um, you know, they got they got their three-headed monster with with Waterman, Sager, and, and Lindbergh. And those three guys are as good as shooters, good as scorers as any team has. You know, but I think you know uh, finding out how, how the game, seeing how the game went for them against Westwood. You know, they had a couple of guys step up in some key points that are you know role players uh, for them. You know, Alex Munson hit, hit a couple big big shots last night for them uh, in key points of the game um, to really help them, you know, beat Westwood. So, um, you know, and Drew DeShane for them, he's just one of those gritty, tough kids. He's not the biggest kid, but, man, he just plays defense, and, he, and he's, he's found ways to score against us in both the games. And those role players, I think, are going to be for either team, you know, as much as we know that they're, you know, those three guys are going to score for them. You know, we know Austin and Tucker are, are going to be guys that we need to score for us. I think it's the role players, those other guys, you know, uh, our sophomores that are up, you know, Caleb Anderson um, and, and our junior that, that has stepped in and started to uh, come back and start playing after injury. Those guys are going to play huge roles in this game, um, you know, in terms of what they give, not just scoring-wise, but the rebounding, the defense, that kind of thing. Well, Coach, what are some keys to picking up a victory on Friday night at Nagani? Well, I think the biggest, one of the biggest things, we have to handle the pressure. You know, they're going to come after us. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind they're going to come after us. You know, they, they press and they press well, so we have to be able to handle their press. Um, and once again, we have to be able to execute, you know, our offense, play our game, uh, and not get caught up uh, letting them dictate tempo, let, let them dictate how the game is going to be played. Um, it's going to be real important for us to do those things. 
you know, and then on the defensive end, you know, we have to work real hard um, to, you know, make make Waterman, Sager, Lindbergh, make all of them, any of those guys, you know, we can't let one of them get hot. Waterman's hurt us both games, uh, 19 points and 19 or 20 points in the other game. Um, Jason's a, a tremendous player. He finds ways to get to the ball to the basket, and when he doesn't, he's getting fouled, and, and you know, he's almost automatic at the free throw line. I mean, you can't put him there, so... Defensively, you know, it's going to be real important for us to, you know, contest shots, make it tough on them, but then we got to control the rebounds. So between the press and rebounding, I think those are two of the biggest keys for us. Well, Coach, you mentioned your two seniors. They don't want this thing to end. You don't either. They both get honored by the conference this week when the all-conference teams come out. Tell me what they've done for the Gwynn basketball program and the legacy that they're going to leave, whether it ends tonight or not. Well, you know, scoring a 1,000 points, you know, in a career uh, playing varsity basketball the way they have, um, you know, the honors are going to come, you know, to those kids that, that put the time in and work hard. And, and that's exactly what they have done. You know, we've talked a lot about, you know, especially earlier on this year, just the, the contributions that they've made but that are going to be bigger than just this year or the past years. Um, it's all about, you know, setting, you know, putting stones, building, building those blocks. Uh, for the kids coming forward, and I think they've uh, they've definitely shown the kids some things that, you know, just uh, what it's going to take to all the hard work and things that it's going to take to get us, you know, where we want to be in the future years. So they've done a nice job. They've really done their job as seniors um, to finish the year here, and uh, we're going to go out and try to keep it going. Jim Finkbeiner, head boys basketball coach at Gwynn. His team's set to play for the district title tonight at Nagani. As always, Jim, appreciate the time. All the best. We'll talk again soon. All right, thanks, Tanner. Appreciate the time. We'll take a time out. More after this on ESPN-UP. Eagle Mine is a proud supporter of local high school sports. At Eagle, safety is our number one priority for our employees and our community, and especially for our children. With school back in session, that means sharing the road with school buses. Be alert and ready to stop when you see a school bus when overhead lights or warning lights are flashing. Let's all do our part to protect our children by keeping them safe. This message is brought to you by Eagle Mine. Here at True North Federal Credit Union, we want to teach kids how to save responsibly right from the get-go. That's why we offer the Kirby Kangaroo Club to ages 0 through 12. The Kirby Kangaroo Club teaches kids how to save responsibly by offering them a punch for every $5 deposited into their account. They can then redeem those punches for fabulous prizes. We also offer the Claim Your Youth program to ages 13 through 17. The Claim Your Youth program teaches teens how to save responsibly by offering prizes for net deposits into their account. It's all available at True North Federal Credit Union. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk to Ghani Boys Basketball with head coach Dan Waterman. His team 14-7. and seven. They will play Gwynn tonight for a district title Coach, going back and looking at your postseason trail thus far, you got the bye Monday night in the first round and then took down Westwood by nine on Wednesday. Tell me about that matchup, defending your home floor against the Patriots. Yeah, it was a good game. Uh, we didn't start out too well, and, and that's a credit to Westwood. They did a, a nice job defending us, especially in the first quarter. Uh, but uh, we were able to regroup. Um, you know, when we switched to his own defense, I think that threw their offensive rhythm off a little bit, and uh, had a one-point lead at halftime, and we're gradually able to get some separation in the second second half and the third quarter. And, and then in the fourth quarter, uh, did a nice job on a free-throw line to uh, put the game away. 
Yeah, you were down 14-7 to after one quarter. Westwood had a buzzer-beating heave from half court. All the momentum seemed to be in their favor. What would you tell the guys during that huddle to get them back on track? Well, just to, to stay the course. Uh, you know, basketball's a game of runs, and, and they had just made a run. And uh, that if we kept doing the things that, that uh, we had prepared for, that we would make a run and we'd be right back in the game. And, and uh, you know, there's a lot of game left at that point, so... Our kids are confident in what we're doing and, and confident in each other, and, and I think that showed through on, on Wednesday. Well, Dan, I've gotten to cover your team three times this season, and everyone will talk about your three all-conference guards, as they should. Those guys deserve the recognition they're getting, but I've been really impressed with your team's defensive ability and how you're able to limit offensive possessions for the opponents, and West would certainly struggle with that on Wednesday night. Tell me about your team's defensive effort this season. Um, it, it's been a work in progress. We've gotten progressively better. You know, early in the season, we were giving up 60 points and 55 points, and and uh, you know, we've we've really made that a point of emphasis in practice because we have we're not the most athletic team, but we have some quickness, and we should be able to limit some of the things that other teams do well. And and our kids have bought in. It's a it's a credit to them. And uh, you know, we watch a lot of film and and try to figure out. Uh, the other team sets and their individual tendencies, and I got a, a really smart group of kids. So, uh, you know, we hammer in on those those individual tendencies and and are able to to limit what other teams do the best. So, um, you know, I've been really really pleased with how hard they've worked and and the, the mental focus to to hone in on those things. So, uh, you know, we we've just gotten steadily better. You know, against Westwood, we we've used a a zone to great effect and that's that's not usually our our mo our calling card is good solid man-to-man defense and and i thought the kids handled that that change really well and, and bought into it so uh just really pleased with with the progress that we've made with our defense as the years progressed well dan you started the year zero and three you've only got two seniors on the roster what was it like for the guys after the way that the season started to come back and win 14 of their last 18 and just kind of stay the course despite being a young team well even at zero and three our kids believe that we were a good team and and um you know i i had some coaching friends reach out and, and just you know kind of give me words of encouragement that i relayed along to our kids and I think that helped uh, the fact that we had a, a really good summer last summer in terms of wins and losses and, and the teams that we played, uh, you know, helped to offset, you know, the negative feelings that are associated with an 0-3 record. And so, you know, I, I don't – confidence might have been a little bit shaken, but we knew that we'd, we'd opened the season with three really good teams in, in Calumet, Iron Mountain, and Escanaba. So – you know, we were confident, and you know, we we use film all the time, and we we clipped up some film to to show them the things that they're doing really really well, and then, you know, also some film of things that we weren't doing well, but that we could definitely improve on. So, um, I, I think that helped kind of steady the ship a little bit, and then you get a couple wins under your belt, and you get some confidence, and away you go. Well, Dan, you've won eight of your last nine games as you get set to play for a district title tonight. Do you feel your team's playing your best basketball right now? Well, I hope so, because uh, that's what it's going to take tonight. Gwynn is uh, Gwynn's also on a roll and, and playing really well, and they got two really good players. So, 
um, you know, that's always the goal is to play your best when the tournament rolls around, and we seem to be doing that, and we're, we're just happy and trying to work hard so that we get another game, and, and that's the focus right now. Well, you've seen Gwyn twice this season, played fairly well in those games, one by 15 the first meeting and then six in the second go-around. So you beat him twice, you see him a third time, this one for the district title. What are you expecting out of Gwyn tonight? Well, you know, th those two games were wildly different. Over there, we jumped all over them with the press, and uh, they didn't have an answer for it. We got up by as much as 25 and kind of coasted, and then at our place, you know, Gwynn has made improvements. Coach Finkbeiner is doing a great job with those guys, and the press was not very effective. And we had to struggle and scrap and claw and, and were able to sneak out of there with a, a six-point win and felt very fortunate to get it. So, uh, you know, this third time around, when you're talking about Gwynn, you got to talk about Tucker Taylor and Austin Forbes. Those guys have both scored 1,000 points, which is, a, you know, the hallmark of a great high school career. You know, and, and they present unique challenges. Tucker is a, a great athlete. You know, he's big and strong and physical. So keeping him off the glass is a concern and, and keeping him out of the paint. And then Forbes has NBA plus range. He's launching from the volleyball line. And, and uh, you know, he's, he's uh, playing on a bad knee, like just a courageous effort. I really admire what he's done this year. But, you know, we're going to stick a guard in his chest and, and hopefully limit his looks from the outside. And, you know, they got some other guys that can hurt you. Harnick has, has gone off uh, with three-point shooting in a couple of games. And uh, the Anderson kid's healthy, and he played well for him against Ishpeming the other night in the district. So they, they definitely present some challenges. When you look at the matchup between the two squads, you're going to get some really talented guards on both sides of the ball. We're going to see a lot of guard-heavy matchups this evening. But I talked to Jim earlier, and he really feels like it's going to test the depth and the role players of each team. Do you feel the same way? Absolutely. Every game is different. You know, all it takes is for one guy to get into foul trouble, and you're, you're digging into your bench, and, you know, then it, it totally changes the equation. You know, if, if uh, one of our three scorers gets in, in foul trouble, then it makes it easier for them. Or if, if Forbes or Taylor gets in foul trouble for them, it makes it easier for us. And, you know, the guy that's coming in probably isn't going to replace the scoring that you lose, but you're hoping that they can pick up the slack in other areas, you know, maybe with a steal or a rebound or, you know, so they, that the, it's not too big of a hiccup. So, and, and I got to credit our kids off the bench. You know, Alex Munson came in and just did a bang-up job for us on Wednesday. Uh, really gave us a jolt of energy. Tyler Hinsel has been steady for us off the bench now for, you know, majority of the season. And Chaz Kumpula, when his number's been called, has done a really good job for us too. So, uh, you know, you hope that you don't have to rely on them. You hope that you're using those guys to – to rest the starter or to give you a little bit of a spark but you know we have a lot of confidence in those guys to come in and get the job done talking with dan waterman head boys basketball coach in nagani his team plays gwen tonight for a district title coach what does your team need to do fundamentally whether it be rebounding on the defensive end what do you need to do to get a district title tonight well we got to limit those two the two big scores for them and and uh keep them away from their favorite spots um and a lot of 
lot of that is, is rebounding, you know, especially with, with Tucker Taylor. We have to put bodies on people and limit them to one shot every time down the floor. Offensively, I think it's just ball movement and setting good screens and getting the ball reversed and breaking down the defense. And I think if we share the ball and move the ball well, we'll be we'll be fine on the offensive end. But, you know, I, I'm worried about rebounding. We have to, to do a job there to, you know, they got some explosive kids and we want to limit the, the uh, number of attempts for them. Well, Coach, all conference teams came out this week, and, of course, the three-headed monster you have in the backcourt all represented, and those guys did what they needed to on Wednesday, all pretty much played to their averages against Westwood. Tell me what those three mean to your team and what this honor means to your program. Well, we talk all the time about, you know, when the team is successful, then the individual honors will will naturally follow. And, and so individual honors are, are kind of team honors, you know. Uh Jason and, and Jackson and Drew get all the headlines, but Drew Duchesne and Jake Larson and Tyler Hinsel and Alex Munson, those are the guys setting the screen to get those guys open. And, and uh, it, one doesn't happen without, without those other guys, you know, sacrificing and, and putting their body out there and, and setting screens and moving the ball. And, you know, we had a, we had a good chat uh, Tuesday after the, the uh, awards were voted on, and, and our kids have handled that right, and, and uh, I, you know, I think those other kids are happy for the three, the four kids. Duchesne got honorable mention because of his defensive play. Um, you know, I, I think everybody's happy for those kids. They know how hard those kids work on their their skills in the off season, but uh, you know, we're we're looking for bigger things. We're looking for a team award tonight, and that's got everybody excited. So we're we're really excited about coming to the gym tonight and having a chance to play for a district title. Dan Waterman, head boys basketball coach in Nagani. His team will take on Gwynn this evening, district championship on the line. Appreciate the time as always, Dan. Best of luck tonight. Okay, thank you. We'll take a timeout. More after this on ESPN-UP. The Market Big Boy presents the famous Slim Jim with a twist. The Turkey Club Slim Jim features slow-roasted turkey breast, bacon, and Swiss. The Italian Slim Jim features lean ham, pepperoni, and other Italian delights. The Veggie Slim Jim has red pepper hummus, feta cheese, mushrooms, cucumbers, pepper rings, spinach, and more. On the burger menu is a classic Big Boy, but also the Ohio Big Boy with signature Ohio burger sauce. The West Coast Big Boy with red relish and mayo. The barbecue bacon Big Boy and fully loaded Big Boy, US 41 Marquette. Dave's Collision in Ishpeming specializes in scratch and dent repair as well as other major collision repairs, including metalwork, painting, and collision-related mechanical work. Dave's uses quality Exalta paint to ensure a clean, shiny, color match finish. With over 26 years of experience, Dave, with the help of his qualified staff, has the knowledge to restore your vehicle to pre-accident condition. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Call 485-1211. That's 485-1211. We continue with the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Ishpeming girls basketball with head coach Ryan Riekel, his team 7-13. and 13. Well, Coach, uh, you go into the postseason on a winning note as you take down Houghton 53-51 to 51 a couple of nights ago in your regular season finale. How's your team feeling entering the postseason? Uh, you know, we're feeling pretty good. Uh, you know, we're probably feeling better than uh, nerves-wise than probably some of the other schools because uh, we were – our draw was a little bit more uh, favorable than, you know, say Westwood Nagani against each other right away. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're we're optimistic, we're excited, and we're really happy that it's March and we're ready to play some basketball. 
Yeah, officially, we flipped the calendar. We're ready for the madness that comes with it. You've got Manistique in the opening round. Tell me what to expect from them. You know, the first two times we played them, we uh, defensively were able to limit their baskets, limit some uh, opportunities. And uh, we're hoping to keep that trend going for us. Uh, we gave up a little more points than we wanted to against Holton. But they uh, they shot really well. They they started playing some confidence when the ball goes in. You know, good good things happen. Uh, but Manistee right now has been struggling to even get up to 20, 25 points. So we're gonna hopefully keep that trend going and uh, get you know a little the jitters out the first game in and uh, come out with a win and then head down to a, a really tough Gwynn team uh, in Gwynn. Well, Coach, looking at Manistique, they seem to play teams really well in the beginning of the season, and lately it appears that they've taken a drop-off, and your scores against them really represent that. You won 56-42 to back on January 18th, but then you won 49-19 to on February 19th. What is it that's been working against Manistique here in the back half of the season? Is there any kind of trend for why they're not in a lot of these games? Snow days. Mm. A lot of a lot of snow days. Uh, they they had a, a stretch up there, and uh, I think they have some policy or whatever, where they you know they don't end up practicing if there's a cancellation or whatever maybe. So uh, you know those things contribute. Uh, we've been fortunate to be able to still get into the gym, uh, get our girls at least shots up, uh, keep that you know that mind engaged into the game of basketball and uh, avoid complacency. And, uh, and I, I feel like. You know, the teams they've been playing have uh, been turning the corner a lot better. Uh, you know, Nagani's defending really well now. Westwood's been defending great all season. Gwynn's been defending well. So uh, they've had a tough stretch of teams that have started playing really good basketball. Uh, Gladstone as well. So uh, those are some contributing factors. And, uh, you know, we're hoping that, that that trend stays true for them. Uh, you know, it's just to benefit us as well. So uh, we're hoping Monday night that you know they're going to continue to struggle to score just because uh, we want an opportunity to keep playing on uh, through the district. Well, Coach, I tell you what, looking at your postseason bracket, the District of Death, you've got four teams that are above 500. I think everyone agrees your team's better than your record shows. Assess your district for me if you could. You know, the West Wenagani game, you know, if, you're, if you're a fan of basketball, that's where you're going to be on Monday night. You know, that's going to be one of those matches, uh, I think, going to be one of those ones you talk about for a couple of years. Uh, kind of like what happened last year but with the upset for West. But uh, whatever happens that first game, I don't think it's going to be an upset either way. Both of those teams are so very talented. They, they split the season series. Uh, it's, it is the bracket of death, uh, especially that half, because uh, almost all three of those teams almost have a better record than any individual team on the top half of the bracket combined. Our three teams combined, so uh, it is the bracket of depth, and uh, you know I think Osquin and Manistee are in the better half of uh, you know not has as much stress uh, going into the districts. Coach, what is what does your team need to do fundamentally to have success in the postseason? Uh, we got to defend. I mean, we defend well, but we got to take care of the ball. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of mistakes here and there that have uh, ultimately hurt us. Uh, stretches in games where we don't score or we're missing baskets and we're getting layups and uh, and the, then the gap in the scoring column becomes too large for us to overcome and you know we played well against Westwood and Nagani for two and a half quarters the last two times we played those guys and uh, their talent level is so high that all of a sudden we have four turnovers and they get eight points we'll not only four point lead 12 and 
we'll battle them back and we got to take more errant shots just to try to stay in the game. And, uh, you know, then the lead becomes a 20-point lead, and we can't do that against these really good teams, uh, especially, you know, I think with Oxford and Nagani, they are they're geared up for this time of the year, and they got a lot of experience and a lot of talent. Coach, uh, going back to your game against Houghton, I know they're maybe down a little bit, but any team that is coached by Julie Philpus is going to give you a run at it. How encouraging was it for you to be able to gut out a win like you did against them? I, I, you know, Julie's just such a phenomenal coach, and her teams play hard no matter what. And if they, if they make shots, you know, I think they're a really, really good team. I, the way I felt that team was playing, um, the shots they were missing was very similar to what we do it on our team this year as well like it's some easy buckets uh you know just if they go in the game the game is different but you know they don't go in so then it you know it hurts them but uh julie's just such a phenomenal coach and that game for both of us that we both talked after the game but it was a good game going into districts for both of us we got tested another time another close game and uh they, they felt some confidence going in uh leaving that game like hey we we got better we're playing better and uh, I think they're a scary two and eighteen team. Uh, if I was any team, I would not want to be playing them because they also have one of the greatest high school girls coaches uh, in the state of Michigan's history on that sideline with them. So they have a long tradition of success. And, uh, that much, that many years of success, they're not afraid of March, and they actually look forward to March. So I would not want to be playing that team at this time of the year. Talking with Ryan Riekel, head girls basketball coach at Ishpeming. Coach, all conference teams come out yesterday. Tell me, if you could, about the recognition, what that means for the members of your program, for Emma, for Madison, and what have you. Uh, you know, Madison had a phenomenal year. You know, some of the coaches, they vote for the players, and they say how many threes she had and, you know, uh, threes they had. And, uh, Madison, at this point, has 30, or 57 three-pointers made on the season, uh, which is a – a crazy amount, uh, especially when she's had games where she's been limited because of the the, the focal the focus from the opponent uh, defending the ball, uh, you know. But I'm, I'm really happy that she was able to get on first team. She's done a lot for us. She's kept us in games. She's uh, won us some games. And now Emma Poyer getting honorable mention uh, as a junior. She's uh, starting to turn the corner into being a primary player in our conference. She's starting to get some confidence and understanding her abilities. And uh, hopefully that snowballs for her into our off season and uh, really, you know, pushes her to want to have a great summer going into her senior year. And then the rest of the conference, I, you know, I thought it shook out pretty well the way it, I think most of us coaches thought. You know, Tessa Lee's against us twice this year was just phenomenal, and she shut down Madison Cruz. So uh, she's a great kid and very well deserving of that award. And uh, Kirk Corker getting coach of the year uh, was a no-brainer. Uh, you know, she, they beat all the tough teams in the UP. They're 19 and one, uh, and you know you like to see these awards go out at this time of the year. And uh, you know, sometimes it creates some, uh, you know, some good energy, and they might create some bad energy for some teams if kids have different expectations. But uh, all in all, I was really happy after I left uh, the meeting yesterday. Well, Coach, uh, your team has been young all season. You graduated five seniors from last year's squad that had a really successful run for you, and it's been a growing process. But the seniors that you do have on the roster, how are they feeling knowing that it could come to an end any time this week? Uh, you know, M- Madison Pruitt is a gamer. Uh, you know, in practice, she drives me nuts a little bit because she, you know, she has that, she likes to goof around and laugh and stuff. But when it comes to game time, she's all over the place, diving on the floor. Uh, you know, there's that finality feeling uh, for seniors, and 
you know, every every practice, it might be their last practice now, their last team dinner. Uh, but they've really been embracing it. They've been having a lot of team sleepovers on weekends, uh, doing a lot of things together off the court, and uh, really developing that bond that the game of basketball and all sports in general uh, create for uh, young athletes and uh, young people uh, that they'll carry with them for the rest of their lives. And uh, I really think this group has really started to embrace that, that team camaraderie and that, that bond that really is irreplaceable when you're 50 years old because you'll still have that with whomever you played with. Coach, last thing before I let you go, let's give you a plug for the Hematite invite coming up here. Uh, a little bit of information for those who might be listening and look, might be looking to sign up. Uh, right now we have uh, a lot of our slots are filling up pretty quickly. Uh, our first weekend is our, our Class C and D uh, men's basketball weekend, and uh, we're still searching for teams in that. And then our Class A and B weekend uh, for men is filling up really fast. Uh, the sponsorships are rolling in. Uh, Advantage Sports is actually putting $1,000 down to the winner for Class A. Uh, I'm assembling right now, currently trying to get a UP All-Star boys team to play uh, in Class A, uh, you know, come and compete. Uh, I got a few commits. I got Reese Caster and Tucker Taylor come in. Uh, they're going to come and play in that, that bracket for us. And then uh, the women's weekend, I'm currently trying to assemble an All-Star high school girls team as well. Uh, but we've got some really good former college players playing. I think Sydney Dillinger is actually going to you know, it's her senior year for Northern. She's going to come and join a roster. Uh, and we are, I think, 75% full in those brackets as well. So it's really going well. And, uh, you know, it's March Madness. And I think all of us are itching for more basketball. And, uh, you know, some of our, our, our spouses and our friends probably think we're nuts because we'll <laughs> be glued to the TV with all the basketball and the bracket, bracketology and uh, going to the gym to watch games. And uh, it'll be fun. And, before you know it, we'll, hopefully the snow will be gone. Well, Coach, how about the location, uh, maybe a few other of the division dates, and how do uh, those who want to get involved sign up, and maybe the entry fee? Uh, the entry fee is 175 The location will be both gyms at Eastern High School. Uh, April uh, 2nd through the 5th is my Class A, B, and 40 and older division. Uh, and 12th through the 14th is our... Uh, other division, which is our women's division, A and B. And then uh, that very last week of the March is our uh, C and D uh, divisions for men. And uh, if they need to get a hold of me, Facebook usually is a pretty easy choice because uh, there's an event page, I'm an invitational tournament. And uh, all the information you need is there. And if uh, you have any questions, you know, just reach out to me on Facebook. Ryan Rico, head girls basketball coach at Ishpeming, his team getting set to take on Manistique in their postseason opener on Monday. As always, Coach, appreciate the time. All the best the rest of the way. Hey, thanks for the coverage, Tanner. We'll take a time out. More after this on ESPN-UP. You don't just want your bank to be a place where you park your money. You want it to be your partner in putting your money to work for you. At MBank, we believe in the power of exceptional banking products and services delivered by friendly, experienced people. Community-focused, client-driven. That's our commitment to you. It's about supporting our communities. It's about empowering our clients to make sound financial decisions. It's about being your financial partner. Make the move to MBank today. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender.
Econo Foods is proud of its student-athletes that play for their schools and communities. They see their work ethic not only on the field of play, but also in their stores throughout the Upper Peninsula. The combination of academics, athletic skill, and a willingness to work hard makes them winners. Econo Foods salutes you. Sports and athletic competition bring out the best in our communities, and we want you to know we appreciate your efforts. Good luck this year to the Redmen and Redettes, the Miners, the Hematites, the Patriots, the Model Towners, the Hawks, the Mustangs, and all the parents and fans. Welcome back to the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Marquette Boys Basketball with head coach Brad Nelson. His team will be playing for a district title tonight. Coach, it's been a wild tournament ride for your team so far. Thankfully, not many bus rides to go with it. You get to host the tournament, but it started out with a bang, an overtime victory over Traverse City Central on Monday, 74-65, to a game that, you know, was tough for you early on your team was able to rally through and find a way to overcome a really hot shooting performance from Schwanicky. but tell me about your team's matchup Monday night and how you're able to get out a win uh you know we went into halftime we were up 12 um I told them at halftime I said you can expect them to go on a on a run at some point and uh sure enough they came out in the third quarter and and I think Tobin Schwanicky came out and scored the first nine points and you know, got them back into the game, and it was a dogfight after that. I think we were down six at one point, um, early fourth quarter, I want to say, and, and Bryce Brazo hit a clutch three uh, to, to keep us in the game. And I don't, I personally think if he doesn't make that shot, uh, we don't come out with a win in that situation. But um, fortunate for us, our free throw shooting was, was excellent. We ended up shooting 42 free throws, which is probably close to our record I, I never looked but they're a physical team you know our our philosophy was to get it down to Marius and, and force them to, to guard him and, and they kind of banged him around the court all night and he was really good from the free throw line and um that's the reason we won that game but you know just the mental toughness of my guys to hang in there during that time during that stretch uh that's what you got to do to win tournament games and you know we were fortunate to get out of there with the win and and followed it up Wednesday with a, a pretty good performance. Yeah, Coach, I didn't see the final numbers on Schwanicky, but I know he had an outstanding third quarter. What was your team trying to do on the other end? Was it because I know he fouled out? Did you start to go after him a little bit when he started getting in foul trouble? Um, we tried to, but he's such an athletic kid that you know he's hard. He's not. You're not going to get around him one on one. So, you know, we tried to to get some bodies on him and screen him and, and things like that. And you know, this his final two fouls were when we were ahead. Um, in overtime, and he was, you know, going after the ball and steals and things like that. But um, we came out uh, in halftime. Bryce hit another big three for us, and then he hit a couple free throws to put us up five. And, you know, with a four-minute overtime period, you know, at that point there was about two minutes left. And at that, you know, at that stage of the game, you just got to protect the basketball, get good possessions, and and wait for them to follow and make free throws. And we were able to do that. Well, Brad, you follow that up with a win over Alpina on Wednesday. Up by six at halftime, you go on to win 60-41. to 41. Take me inside the huddle during that contest. Um, I, you know, Drew, Drew Weibel, uh, kind of the unsung hero. It's something that you don't see in the paper or, or the media. Uh, but, you know, he was, he was responsible for guarding Alpina's all-time leading scorer in Chris DeRocher. Uh He held him to six points. And, and our, you know, not only Drew, but we just had, we had a guy in his face all night long, Drew was dialed in. He knew what they were trying to do with him and, and coming off screens and, and things like that. But, 
you know, we limited his touches and, and we were able to, to limit the other guys and, and not let anybody else go off. But that was a defensive effort that, you know, I haven't seen in a long time from Drew Weibel. And um, <clears throat> that's the biggest reason we, we were able to win that one. And obviously Marius with his triple-double, um, you know, wiping up anything down in the paint, that was a huge factor as well. Well, Coach, sitting at 18-3 and three as he gets set to take on Gaylord in the district final, team that you beat by five earlier this month, played them on the 16th. Tell me what to expect from them tonight. They're going to come ready to play. Uh, they got a stud, uh, <clears throat> Charbonneau, that is, you know, he's just a horse. and He goes after offensive rebounds, and they go after offensive rebounds so hard. Um, and that's one of their primary ways of scoring is to, to get those second-chance points. So we got to really focus tonight. The number one thing on our scouting report was to, to body them up. You know, when a shot goes up, go find somebody, hit them, um, and secure the rebound. And don't let the, the second-chance points play a factor. So that's our primary goal tonight is, is to limit those second-chance opportunities for them and, you know, get a guy in front and behind Charbonneau at all times. He scores probably... 80% of the points he has is, is from the right block, so we got to protect that and make sure we got a guy in front and behind him at all times. Are they strictly man defensively, or will they throw some zone at you? I probably 75% man to man, but they do run the 2-3 zone that we, you know, we got that. We're prepared for that, I think. Um, you know, hopefully we can put some put them in some situations offensively that they're not comfortable being in. But we got to apply some pretty good ball pressure out on the wing so they don't make that entry pass. Uh, uncontested so we gotta you know this is district basketball fortunately we're at our home court and hopefully we have a well not hopefully I know we're gonna have a huge crowd and you can use that energy on the defensive end tonight well coach do you have any knowledge about Gaylord after playing them once that maybe you didn't have going into the first meeting yeah um, I think we ended up getting six films of them I, I did stats on four of those films so we have their tendencies where they want to shoot the ball uh where they're weak uh, things like that, but just you know, the number one thing is I look back at the first game that we played, and we played terrible. It was it was a terrible performance offensively and defensively, and we talked about that yesterday in practice and how we got to clean things up. And you know, if we play how we did on on Wednesday against Gaylord, I really like our chances. But we got to come in focused and ready to go. Coach, what does your team need to do fundamentally to come out with a win tonight? Uh, boxing out, uh, do the things that you can control. Um, you know, the heart, the grit. You can have all the talent in the world, but if you don't go and do those little things that take no, no talent whatsoever uh, in games like this, you're going to get snipped. And I think my guys realize that, you know, last year when we played Gaylord in the district semifinal, we we allowed some, some chances to slip away from us. And these seniors remember that. Um, they're super focused. We had really good practice yesterday. Um, but they know what's at stake. And I told them, I said, this is your – only chance you're going to have in life to play for a district ch championship on your home court. And you'll look back 10 years from now and you'll never forget this experience and, and make sure it's a good one and, and go out and do those things. And, you know, playing two games this week, Monday and Wednesday, um, you know, the guy's gas tank is probably at about a quarter tank. And I told him yesterday, I said, when they leave at 7:30 tonight, that needle better be pointing at E or else, uh, you know, you shouldn't be able to sleep at night. So I think they got the message and, and they're ready to go. Well, Coach, your senior class, you talked about a little bit that they know it could end at any given time and they feel like they've got some basketball left in the tank. Are they confident going into this matchup? Yeah, I, th I think the way that we've been playing the last month um, with the fact that, you know, my starters are in there for probably four minutes. 
give me everything they have, and they know they got guys coming in off the bench that are going to do the exact same thing. So just like that depth that we have, uh, and the and the guys knowing that no matter what happens, if they go 100%, they got a guy coming in to give them a blow, and it works the other way. You know, those those subs come in to go as hard as they can, and then we send in a new crew. So, you know, finding the combination of players that that can go on that run. Um, that's something that we kind of look for early in the game, um, and then we just we go out and do it, and we execute, and just shoot with confidence, um, do all the things that we've been doing the last month, and, and we like our chances. Brad Nelson, head boys basketball coach in Marquette. He will be playing for the District 1 title tonight against Gaylord and Marquette. Coaches, always appreciate the time. All the best tonight. Look forward to talking again. Okay, thank you, Tanner. Brad Nelson, head boys basketball coach at Marquette. Once again, that's it for us on the ESPN-UP Coaches Show.